I want to talk to you about uh, the foundation of Christianity. Of course, that's Christ, but there's several pillars, we'll put it this way, that supports that in our life. And that's love, hope, faith, or faithfulness. I don't think you can have faith without being faithful, do you? I think they come together. And forgiveness. And my plan today, I'm just going to speak on two, where I won't hold you past 12 o'clock. I want to talk about love and forgiveness. I want to speak about these two things because, like hope and faith, these two are very close together. It's hard to have forgiveness in your heart without having the love of God in your heart. Forgiveness comes from God. He's proved that he will forgive us. He gave his only son uh, for that very reason, to show us that he is a forgiving God, and he wants a forgiving people. And uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit. Love is not an option. It's covered by the first two commandments that Jesus tells me. I don't care if you don't like me, you got to love me. Amen? Boy, got real excited about that one, didn't you? But I think if you love people, you'll learn to like them. Because the two commandments that Jesus gives us in Matthew 22, 34 and 40 says, And when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together, and one of them, which was a lawyer, asked asked him a question, tempting him, and said, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Now that's not hard to do, is it? We sit here and sing about him, and we love him, and we raise our hands, and we praise him. But the second one is likened unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And he said, These two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Luke, when, when a lawyer asked the same question in the book of Luke, he, he received the same answer, and he said, and it said, willing to justify himself about his neighbor, he said, who is my neighbor? You know, we, we a lot of times always trying to skirt around the word of God, and he said, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus said there was a man on the roadside that had been beaten and robbed and left for dead. And he said a priest came by that way and he looked upon him and went on the other side. And then he said there come a Levi, which is the church members and the priests are the, are the pastors. Okay. The Levite come by and he looked and he saw the man in that condition and he went on his way. But there was a certain Samaritan, Jesus said. He was given this. He used this. I, I like the way Jesus always kind of, you know, kind of gigged them a little bit about the way they believed about things because, see, the Pharisees and the Sadducees looked down on the Samaritans. And there's reasons why they try to justify themselves in doing this. But in reality, they hated the, the Samaritans. So Jesus used this Samaritan, and we know that he walked by, he saw him, he took care of him, put him on his own beast, took him to the inn, 
and put him there and told the innkeeper, when I return, if I owe you anything else, I'll pay you. Man, I want to tell you, those Jews didn't like that at all. But that's what love is. Come on. Love is taking care of people that hate you. Hello? People that don't like you and people that misuse you. The Bible tells us we've got to love them. We've got to love them like Christ loved us. Can you say amen? Well, how do we obtain love? First, it's by knowing God and then allowing the Holy Spirit to distribute it in our hearts. Romans 5 and 5 says, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Now, he's not talking about having the baptism of the Holy Spirit here. He's talking about the work of the Holy Spirit when Jesus washes us in his blood and we become Christians. I want to tell you, things should change. I always use this for an example. I'm going to do it again. But I hated my mother-in-law, and I got saved at her house. And a few weeks before that, I almost hit her with my fist. But when Jesus saved me, I went in where she was, and I hugged her neck. Things change when Jesus comes into our hearts and in our lives. We have that ability to love people again. And this is what God is trying to say to us today. Listen to what John the Apostle of love says. He used to be called one of the sons of thunder. John was one of those disciples, him and James, with their brothers, and they went in to preach the gospel in this city, and when they went in, they rejected them. And when they come back out, John said, Lord, let's just call fire down from heaven and destroy them. Jesus said, you know not what spirit you're of, but the Son of Man hath not come to destroy lives, but save them. And I think, I believe, that that was a turning point in John's life because we know that John loved Jesus more than all the other disciples. They referred to him in the Scriptures. He that loved the Master. And the Master, I'm going to tell you, however how much you love God, God's going to love you back. So it's important that we love God. But listen to what he says. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son in to be the propitiation of our sin. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. Our maturity in Christ will, do, will be due to how much we love God and love other people. Sometimes we get so, I don't, I don't know how to say it because you might think I'm against it, I'm not, but sometimes we get so, want to be so spiritual. We want the moves of the Spirit of God and there's nothing wrong with that. 
But what I'm going to tell you, the Spirit of God is only going to move as much as we have love in our heart one for another and for the people outside the doors of this church. Now these next scriptures tells us that wrong behavior and speech will hinder us in a very big way. It's in Ephesians 4, 22 and 32. That you put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful of lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth in his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Did you know it's all right to get angry about something? Did you know that? Are you still with me? Just kind of shake your head a little bit. Okay. It's all right to be angry. It's how we act when we get angry. What we say and what we do. He says, be ye angry and sin not. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the things which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to use of edifying. And it may please, that it may please, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby we are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Here it is. Be ye kind one to another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. And in a minute, we're going to talk about forgiveness. Because that plays a real big part in our spiritual life. But let me read you the chapter about love. In the, New, in the King James Version, they use the word charity, but I'm going to go ahead and use the word love. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, and how not love, I am become a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profit me nothing. Love suffereth long. And it is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaulteth not itself. It's not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoice not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Beareth all things. Believeth all things. Hopeth all things. Endureth all things. Love never fails. But whether there be prophecy, they shall fail. Where there be tongues, they shall cease. Where there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. 
For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. While as a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I also am known. Now by faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. If we have love, we have it all. Our goal sometimes is to see how many spiritual gifts we may have. Come on. Sometimes we come to church and we want to, as I said, we want a great move of the Spirit where we can feel good. But I want to tell you, until we get the love of God shed abroad in our hearts like the Holy Ghost wants us to have, I'm telling you, it's all in vain. Love. Love is what makes things happen in our life. Love is what heals people. Love is what delivers people. Don't go up and pray for somebody to have something and you've got a grudge in your heart against them. Because you see, if you don't have love, you can't forgive. It's impossible for you to forgive. There's something special about forgiveness. It's the only command that has conditions. And the, this condition is very clear. If you don't forgive, God won't forgive you. Let's let that sink just a minute. If you don't forgive people, God will not forgive you. Matthew 6, 9 through 15. Lord, teach us to pray what they said. He said, After this manner pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now we'd be all right if he'd stopped right there. But this is what he said. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Is that plain? Do you understand that? That you got to forgive people. And you may not do it instantly, but through prayer we can forgive people. Through the love of God that shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, we can forgive people. It's very plain. People leave churches because they get offended. People lose out with God because they'd rather be offended than to forgive. Wait a minute, Brother Langford. I thought Jesus said that if they come to you and ask you forgiveness, let's look at Luke 17, 3 and 4. Take heed to yourself. If thy brother trespasses against him, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespasses against you seven times a day and seven times a day, 
turning again to thee and saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Seven times. Well, old brother Peter showed up a little bit after that. All of us have a little Peter in us, okay? He was, he was 115% human. Come on. He, was, he, he had more to work on than any of the rest of them. And Peter got to thinking, well, now let's see. What happens if it's eight? Do I have to forgive him if it's eight times? He said, then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Four hundred and ninety times. He might as well said to him, there's no limit on forgiveness. No limit. Then... Christ gives Peter a parable related to the series of forgiveness. And it's found in Matthew 18, 23 through 35. It says, Therefore the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. One day we're going to give an account to God. I don't care if saved or unsaved. There's going to be a judgment of the church. And when he began to Reckon one was brought to him which owed him 10,000 talents. Now, you know how much that is? 262800000 A debt that this man couldn't pay. Was that not us when Jesus saved us? See, one talent weighed 125 pounds and a pound of gold today is somewhere around $137,000. A debt he could not pay. There's an old saying that says, I owed a debt I could not pay, and he paid the debt he did not owe. See, we've got to take on the spirit of Christ and forgive people. But for as much as he had not paid, the Lord had commanded him to be sold and his wife and his children and all he had and payment to be made. And the servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Well, he couldn't, but he may have wanted to. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him of his debt. Is that not what God did to us? Is this not relating to what God has done for you and I? We had a debt we could not pay, and he forgave us of all of our sins. But that same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. That's between $15 and $20, okay? And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that that thou owest. And his fellow and his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, How patient with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. And when his fellow servant saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after he had called him, said unto him, O thy wicked servant, 
Why is he wicked? Why did he call him wicked? Because he wouldn't do for his fellow man what God had done for him. Listen, this may be a parable, but it's God's word, and it's true. It's true. Then his Lord, after he had called him, said unto him, O thy wicked servant, I forgave thee all thy debt, because thy desires me. Should not thou also had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wrought, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also to you, if you from your hearts forgive not every one of his brothers their trespasses. Now you can get down and talk about it and try to explain it and put it all together, but I'm going to tell you that's just as plain a six-year-old could understand it. Can we not forgive without being asked by the one who gives us forgiveness, the, the, the offense? Because a lot of times it says we think if they don't ask, we don't have to forgive. But it also says if your brother forgives you, you need to go, um, offends you, you need to go to him. And you don't do that. You sit on the pew and you think about how bad that person's treated me and what he's done to me. I had a lady leave this church, her and her husband. Somebody offended them over where they sit. Hello. Grow up. We're not six years old. We don't go in the room and pout. What do you do if they don't ask you to forgive them? Mark eleven twenty four through 26. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you shall receive them and you shall have them. And when you stand praying... Forgive if you have ought against any, that your Father also which in heaven may forgive you of your trespasses. For if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Here we are again. Forgiveness. You just don't know what they did to me, Brother Lincoln. What does it matter what they did? Do you know what you did to Jesus before he saved you? Did you not know that it broke the heart of God when he saw us out there doing all these terrible things that we do, just like it would break your heart if you saw your children doing them? Every prayer we pray should be seasoned with forgiveness. And I'm not talking about just in word. I'm talking about with sincerity. I do not have a grudge against anybody. And I can say that standing behind this pulpit. Ain't nobody done you wrong? Well, sure. 
Why do you go around and ruin your whole life mad about what somebody did to you and after four or five years you can't even remember what you're mad about? You just know you don't like them. Quit making yourself so important. We're servants. We're servants of God. Jesus on the cross said to the Father, they had beat his back, they had plucked his beard, they had spit in his face. Has anybody had that done to you? Let me see your hand. No. You never had your back beaten? I know you ladies ain't got a beard, but that's men do. Could if we wanted it. Anybody spit in your face? And make a crown of thorns and place it on your head and push it down where blood ran out. Hit you with their, with their hands and with reeds till your face was so swollen. That happened to you? I know none of us has never been nailed to a cross. But listen to what our example says to us. He is our example. Do you know that? Christian means Christ-like. Hello? You don't understand, Brother Lamford. You just don't know what they've done. It doesn't matter. What's it going to change except make you better and unhappy? Forgive them. Let them live with it. Just forgive them. He said, Father... Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Oh, but Brother Langford, they knew. They knew what they did to me. Well, what about Stephen? Stephen preached a message to him, made him mad. What did they do to him? Took him outside and stoned him. What did he say? God, send the wrath down on them. That's the way we pray. Get even with them for me, God. Stephen said, Father, lay not this sin to their charge. You know, there's a man there when they were stoning Stephen to death whose name was Saul. And his main goal was to oppress the Christians, to haul them into prison. And he held the garments of those that stoned Stephen. He gave consent to it. But you'll never, ever make me believe that what Stephen said to him did not have an effect on his life and others. Forgive him. Forgive them. You know, if we might start forgiving some people, God might be able to work in our life. Hello? Forgiveness is so necessary. So necessary.
little story I read one time, and it's a true story. This woman lived beside a preacher, and it's back in the days when just about everybody had a garden. And she decided she's going to turn her chickens loose on, in a garden. Now, you may not have ever been around where the garden and chickens are, but I'm telling you, they can destroy the garden. They scratch and they eat. And, and they did. And the woman waited and watched. But pastor never said anything. Never did anything about it. This is a true story. Never did anything about it. Just let it go. A few days later, got a knock on the door. And this woman that was the woman that lived next door and turned the chickens loose on her garden. And she said these words, I want what you have. I'm going to tell you something. If we'll let Christ shine in our life like he wants to shine, if we'll let the love of God be shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, if we learn how to forgive people regardless of what they do, we don't have a right to hate. God's against us hating people. You know, the best thing to do is just die out to these things. Dead men are not offended. Did you know that? <laughs> if we'll die to ourselves, then people can't hurt us. Sure, the devil's going to try it, but let me tell you something. It's a little secret you might not know. I hope you do. But if you're not easy offended and you know how to forgive people, the devil won't waste his time on you trying to get you down, trying to get you to turn against somebody that will cause God to turn against you. Love and forgiveness are life changers. And we need it. It removes condemnation out of our heart and our life. How many of you ever been hurt before by somebody? Let me see him. Be honest. Anybody ever hurt your feelings? How you handle that will be how God handles you in the future. Stand with me, if you will. Maybe you got something in your life that you don't seem like you can get over it. Maybe people's done things to you.
I know I'm 75 years old, and I know I went through a lot, and I held grudges against people about things. And I've had people do me so bad, I wonder how I could shoot them and get away with it. Hello? That was some of my tests in my life. But you know, I found out it didn't matter. You know, when people do you wrong and you try to get back at them, you just stir it up. But if you leave it alone and let God take care of them. Because I want to tell you, when people do you wrong and hurt you, it's just like people doing our children wrong. God don't like it. But He's a merciful God. He loves you. And He wants us to love each other. I don't know anything in this church that I'm preaching about. I think we love one another. If you got old, I don't know about it. But if you do, you need to get rid of it. See, we're here for a few hours a week. Out there is where we live it. That's where we have to deal with it. Sometimes it's easy to forgive your brother and sister, but it might not be so easy to forgive a stranger. If you got something in your heart, why don't you just slip out, come stand right here, or get at the altar, and leave it there. Just leave it there. Don't take it back with you. Just say, God, I'm giving it to you. It's yours. You'll be surprised how better it will turn out than you trying to make it turn.